So the last time we talked about Star Wars, we that episode started with me like like screaming the theme song <laughs> at the top of my lungs and and you talk over it, right? Or something like that? Um, I think so. I think so, you know. And it's like, why did we do that? Like, <laughs> like I'm sure that episode is is fine and great or whatever, but it's like every time it's it starts like that, I can't listen to it. I haven't listened to that one, you know, since we put it out. <laughs> and whenever someone tells me they listen to the Star Wars one, I'm like, oh no, <laughs> <laughs> they heard me screaming. Well, that was your idea. So. It was. You know, we were just trying a bunch of weird stuff at the time. Mm-hmm. Because when we were only a couple months old. Uh, I know. Now I don't know what to do. I know. Well, you can't do the Star Wars uh, theme anyways. Oh. Because this isn't Star Wars. I, but the, isn't the, the, the main theme's not in this at all? Nope. It, does, it still has a long time ago. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Yes, it does. You're crazy. Oh. I, I, it has that, and then it snaps to, like, action, you know? No, you're just making that up right now. No, I'm totally not. It's, it's in there. <laughs> this is totally mine now. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Afterthoughts. So this is a podcast where we uh, rewatch Star Wars movies and compare our first and second impression, as well as discuss... <laughs> A related topic. Now we talk about all the movies. <laughs> yeah, all the movies. <laughs> my name is Joshua Kazemi, and I'm here with my co-host, Cole, the Cole Man, Taylor Thomas. Hello. Boom. This week, we're talking about Rogue One in honor of Star Wars, Episode 8, The Last Jedi. The last one. I can't the believe last... it's here. I know. Finally, they're ending the series. It's over. This is The, the last, last Jedi. One. This is it. So sad. No. It's not. There's <laughs> going to be an infinite amount more. Boom. And then one day, they'll just all be so unremarkable. There'll just be so many of them that it won't matter. Just like Marvel is right now. <laughs> and then imagine what podcasts talking about the Star Wars movie will become if the movies themselves become so unremarkable. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a great day for podcasts. Yeah, so there you go, folks. You can keep listening or just save yourself some time. Yeah, just, you know, <laughs> your choice. Oh, boy. Okay. Um, and I'm going to sidestep your your Marvel uh, jab. And yeah, let's just go right Thanks. to... I was uh, really <laughs> hoping you would fight me back on that one, but whatever. Before we dive into our first and second impressions of Rogue One, a Star Wars story... Coleman's going to take us through the plot of Star Wars. What number would this be? Three and a half? 3.5. 3.75? Yes, that's about <laughs> right. Actually, it's it's more close to like 3.99. Yeah, it really is. I mean, right where it ends. <laughs> All right, take us through that plot. All right, so this is after episode three. And in case you're out there listening and you haven't seen any Star Wars movies... Uh, I'm just going to say some, some stuff and you're still probably not going to get it. So Anakin Skywalker, uh, is Darth Vader now <laughs> and the empire has taken over the Republic and they're building a mega weapon. Oh no. And this girl's dad is pretty much taken hostage and his wife killed and she gets like hidden, uh, because he's got to work on the death star. 
and she becomes this like rebel person, not like officially a rebel fighter because there is a rebel faction, but she's just like literally a rebel. She just rebels and she's just going around doing her thing. And then uh, the rebels find out that her dad is working for the Empire to build this mega weapon. And so they take her in and want her to go find out where her dad is and figure out about this mega weapon. And they're secretly also want to kill her dad, but don't tell her that. Uh, <laughs> and then along the way, we find out that her dad, while working on this, built a secret weakness into the Death Star. Mm. And so um, she ends up reuniting with him for about five seconds before he dies, unfortunately. Spoiler alert. And they go on a mission to then go get these plans that are at a highly secured planet has a, a shield around the whole thing uh, to find out its weakness because it turns out this weapon blows up planets. Mm. So mm-hmm. um, if it was in our solar system, we'd be done for because there's only one planet with things on it. So as far as we know, mm-hmm. and uh, that's, that's, they have to stop it. That's or they have to get the plans to stop it. And that's it. They round up a group to go do that. <laughs> Rogue one, a star Wars story or this- Rogue One colon the most confusing movie to probably so many people in the in December of 2016. You know why you say that? No, there were so there that. were groups of people that had no idea that this was not a continuation of of the movie they had seen this December before. <laughs> I think you're making that up. <laughs> I'm not. I, I, I mean, it wasn't are. it wasn't like a large majority of people, but there were people that were confused. Okay, maybe a few. That's understandable, <laughs> but I feel like the ma- vast majority knew. People that were confused, people that like didn't know before going into this movie that it took place between episodes three and four. That's fair. It's just like, oh, it's a vaguely Star Wars movie. I'm gonna go watch that. Which but you know I they s- don't. Uh, I still don't think it confused the masses <laughs> though. <laughs> yeah, I did have to. I I explained it um, on like two or three occasions, like totally honestly like had to explain it to people that weren't sure what rogue one was oh well there you go <laughs> but i don't know there's no way around it like how do you do like movies set in the star wars universe while trying to you know make money off of that branding <laughs> wow <laughs> <laughs> they probably in that sense they right did now. it the best way they could i guess yeah, yeah, whatever you say. Yeah. You're giving hints into your impressions, and I don't <laughs> like it. What was your first impression of Rogue One? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, there you go. It was, a, it was a nice, fresh step. We're seeing other sides of the the galaxy we haven't really seen before, perspectives mm-hmm. that aren't just Jedi and Sith, but just like your, your common man, mm-hmm. you know, or woman, whichever. And I don't know. I just... I like that. I like that new, fresh, like, perspective on things. It felt more gritty and, like, we're just, we're just with the fighting common people, mm-hmm. not, not just, like, the extreme players in the war. Yeah. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I loved it. What about you? I, yeah, I thought it was so cool. I remember when the credits started rolling, I just was kind of, like, blown away. I'm just like, whoa! That's not what I was expecting, you know, because it's it's a star, it's a quote unquote Star Wars movie, but it doesn't feel like one of the saga movies. It feels like its own 
distinct thing, while at the same time being a part of that world. It was like this really cool balance that they struck. And like, especially visually, it felt very different from the Sokka movies, but it was like really cool. It was really cool to have this, like there are shots in Rogue One that are really like beautiful and like artistic and stylized in a way that we have never seen in Star Wars movies. And it was really cool to experience that. It was like a, it's like a indie feeling <laughs> Star Wars movie, <laughs> but it was very yeah. cool. So yeah, I was I was ex- I was I was nervous about Rogue One just because I was nervous about the first spin-off Star Wars movie in general. But it I was pleasantly surprised by how much I enjoyed it and liked it and thought it was really compelling. Well, you say first Star Wars spin-off movie, <laughs> but we all know the real first Star Wars spin-off movie, and it was an absolute fluke. What are you talking about? I'm talking about your Star Wars holiday special Ugh. with the Wookiee family just speaking Wookiee the whole time. <laughs> the first appearance of uh, whichever Fett it is, Django or Boba, I can't remember. Wow, Boba. Oh, my goodness. Go. I thought you were a huge Clone Wars fan. You should know this. <laughs> I can never keep those two guys straight because they're both utterly meaningless. You just, you just offended like... If At you're a fan of the Fets, of the I don't know what you're talking about. Like, you read some comics, you read some novels, sure. In the movies, they're meaningless. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> movies are just it. They're just, that's all there is. <laughs> and at this point, none of that Fet stuff is canon anymore. So all we have are the movies right now until he gets his own solo movie, and then we justify that fandom. <laughs> well, I say nothing's canon anymore because they ruined it all. <laughs> Anyways, Anyways, what were we talking about? <laughs> so this is the second spinoff. Sure. Yeah, second spinoff, <laughs> fourth prequel. Let's not forget Rogue One <laughs> is a prequel. It is a prequel. Boom. Also a sequel, though. <laughs> it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I mean, really, the only true prequel is... No, I guess they all are, because episode four came first no matter what. But two, three, and Rogue One are all in the middle. You know? Yeah. Sequel yeah, yeah. prequels. Mm. <laughs> uh, okay, so one of the biggest criticisms that I remember hearing and reading about for Rogue One was um, stuff in regards to characters. Do you, yeah. do you remember hearing stuff like that? Like, that the characters, while while distinct, weren't very motivated by, by much. They, they all had a goal to accomplish, but... It didn't feel as though a lot of them like went through very much change or development or or anything too like particularly challenging. Like definitely conflicts in, that went, that kept them from their goal, but not on a character basis. Mm, no, I don't remember hearing that. <laughs> not saying it's not true. I just don't remember a lot of talk about that. <laughs> well, what do you? What's your response to that criticism? Uh, I, yeah, I mean, I guess that's true, but I also don't think that's what they were. In- going for in this one Mm. it's not it was it really was just another star wars like fun in the middle if anything more so than the saga because it's its only one it's not just this deep character development that we can just pull out who these characters really are over three movies it's just one in the middle movie where they just want to explore more of the galaxy and see different sides and just have like a fun cool it's one of the coolest battles i think in all of star wars the Mm -hmm. end sequence for sure and just everything that's going on and i think that's what they were really trying to tease out of this one 
just how cool and fun and how like action packed this universe really can be yeah. in a different sense than it normally is and just all the aspects and then the characters have goals but that's not exactly the motivation we're like sitting on yeah yeah this but i also think it would be cool to have like a gritty star wars movie that's about things like that yeah yeah i definitely would want that in the future this definitely felt more of a war film yeah which was cool so i can see where they're coming from but at the same time i don't really think it's that much of a hindrance for what they were going for Mm -hmm. if they just did this over and over and over yeah then okay (laughs) but for this exact movie i don't think so yeah how many times have you seen this twice nice me too sweet yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think I have seen the Darth Vader scene several times. Ugh, I hate that scene. Wait, which one, though? The the one where he's, like, hacking and slashing. Oh, that, that one's wonderful. Yeah. We get to see Darth Vader in cool action. Yeah, it was awesome. I've seen that clip a lot. But, yeah. but the, the other one, I don't like. That's my really big... That was my huge qualm with the first time I saw it. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I thought his suit looked weird. His voice sounds way different. It just seemed like complete just here's for the fans but we didn't really need it <laughs> Did like you... i would have been 100 percent fine with just his scene at the end him coming right. in and just wrecking everyone yeah that was awesome. his voice sounded so different also we're watching them in order right now so i like i can say for 100 percent certainty his voice sounds so different between oh i mean absolutely yeah i mean he's older i know <laughs> but i don't think they should have even gone for it because his voice is like what's so iconic about it and it just sounded so different in my ear and like way less intimidating mm. i don't know <laughs> did you like his pun uh, uh, <laughs> it, <laughs> i mean it was that's what kind of did it though it i felt like a robot chicken sketch or something just <laughs> like his voice is a little off and then he ends with a pun if it had been the same intimidating voice that ended with a pun that would definitely have done it for me but the fact that it's like already kind of off on his voice and then he ends on a pun it's like oh my i i don't i i think like james earl jones in his prime could not pull off don't choke on your aspirations as he was choking (laughs) as he's choking the guy it's like it's too much man i know (laughs) krennic right that's the guy yeah yeah golly (laughs) but that scene bothered me so much yeah yeah Mm. what did you did you think this was gonna hold up yep Sure did. Okay. I thought I was going to like it more. Ooh, That's wow. what I was anticipating. Aiming high. I feel like yeah. you never say that. <laughs> I was, that's what I was anticipating for sure. Well, I'll, whenever you do that, I know it, it doesn't do that, so let's get into it. <laughs> Man. Okay. Um, no, okay. So up front, first and foremost, I think this is great. I think Rogue uh-huh. One is, is a great movie. And I, I still love it and appreciate it for all the stuff I said in the first impression. Like, it's gorgeous. It's 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 very stylistic and nice. And it's, like, distinct and different from the rest of the franchise. And I like that. And I like that it's a war movie. Well, my dad always told me that all the words you say before the word but don't count. So, <laughs> However. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Change the word up on me. I was I was a little bored. Wow, who are you? <laughs> I just I was a little bored at some point in the movie. Like I just I at the at the end of the day, I I don't I didn't find the characters very compelling. 
especially oh, wow. a second time around. Like their mission, their circumstances, the like the context of their mission within the entire the entire like franchise. That's really compelling. But like these confe- these characters on their own merit, I was just kind of bored. They don't they don't carry the dramatic weight well enough for me. Oh, we just gotta have such deep characters and <laughs> talking and great character development. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I still love it, so there's that. There you go. Just because I accept it for what it is, I guess. Yeah. I don't I don't think they were trying to go for deep, complex character motivations. And I think there are some in there. Yeah, like definitely. Like the guy decides... Deci- the biggest one being when he's debating whether to kill her dad or not. Yeah, and, Cassian's the best one, for sure. Oh, for sure. But how he just... And the argument they have on the ship, I really think that does tease out enough character development and character motivations to keep the movie alive for me. And then the rest of it is what, where it really shines just everything they were trying to pull off in the first place. So for me, I still love it. Yeah. And I don't think it's not even like, I wouldn't even call them like negative strikes against the movie. I just think I enjoyed it less because of it. I don't think it, the movie's not worse, you know, and it's Mm -hmm. not even like, Worse than I remember it being. It's just, I don't think I enjoyed it as much this time because there's not a ton there. But even in that argument of just how you can see where each of them is coming from, that he, he's he been fighting this battle this whole life, his whole life, and she, I mean, she has in a way too, but not actually on anyone's side and just kind of like staying out of it in yeah. her own way and just kind of reaping her own benefits while he's actually fighting the rebel cause and how you can see each of their perspectives. And I thought that scene was really cool. Mm-hmm. But yes, I can see how after that you would say there's pretty, that that's like it after that. It's just, we're fighting to get these plans and that's it. Yeah. And I, I mean, I wrote in, in my notes, I wrote down like Jin and, and Cassian are definitely like the strongest characters in the movie, which makes sense. They're the leads for sure. But like, I wanted, I wanted even more from like the really cool, like two guardians of the Jedi temple. Like, I, I, more of like what they believe in and why they fight uh, instead of just like this blanket, like everyone's just against the empire because the empire is bad. You know, it was a little <laughs> bit like good is good and bad is bad. And that's the way it's going to be. Whereas like, I would even have appreciated like some resistance from Krennic Krennic who's like getting bashed by Vader and Tarkin. And this guy who's like in the first scene of the movie is the antagonist. But then what if there was gray to him, you know, and it might be cliche a little bit depending on how they would do it, but I just would have loved to see Krennic a little more like in the middle than just he starts out a villain, he stays a villain, he's a bad guy. Right. And I, I would agree with that criticism in the Star Wars universe as a whole, I would yeah. say. That it's always been this good versus evil, very black and white, no gray. You're either on the light side or the dark side. You're right. either doing good or you're doing wrong. And I, they kind of attempted to offset that with Finn, but even for me, that's still not enough. He, he's on one side or the other. He, he bare, he like feels conflicted for a second, and then decides not to do it, and that's it. Yeah. Rather than some character who's deeply involved in the Empire, and then starts to realize maybe this isn't like the best thing, or someone on the other side, like just stop seeing the empire portrayed as just this evil thing, which is another reason I hate that they've had the death star in like five <laughs> movies now, because yes, then you're obviously just this evil empire destroying everything. I'd rather the empire 
like it is evil at its core, but you can't just see that. Like you could see someone wanting to side with the empire without seeing the full picture. Yeah. But once you know they have a planet destroying weapon, mm, hard to really just side with that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember thinking like there in this movie, you have a, an, a empire defector who joins the team and, yeah. and that is cool. That's what I would want to happen. But I, I want to know a little bit more. I mean, we don't have to have a flashback scene. It doesn't have to be spoon-fed to us. But just little hints of, like, why he's defecting. You know, or, like, in, in Force Awakens, Finn has that, that confrontation with a past stormtrooper who's like, calls him a traitor. Like, that's a cool little touch that we get action out of. You know, it's not, like, pause for exposition or pause for information. It's It's, like through that we get a reminder of his past and we get a cool little action piece you know something like that would have been cool for for that character but as this movie stands alone just for me personally i just think it it holds up for what it is yeah it's it's not the deepest movie but i I don't think that's what they're going for Mm -hmm. that last 45 minutes is incredible yeah the last 45 minutes of war is like it's so cool it really does feel like this is a this is a corner of this of the Star Wars universe that we haven't visited yet, right? Because they none of them really feel like war movies. They feel like war is just a backdrop for the star, the Skywalkers, right? This is the war side of it, so that yeah, it's very much appreciated. And again, I think that's why I like it so much mm-hmm. because it's just this fresh step away from the Skywalkers and everything they're going through, and just. Well, how the everyone in the galaxy is being affected by this war between the rebels and the empire. Mm-hmm. Also interesting, since we're going in order, I'll throw this in here. At the end of the movie, there, there's that big battle, right? And they end up getting the plans up to that ship. But then that entire ship ends up exploding. And the only one that gets away is the one that Princess Leia is on, right? Yes. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Darth Vader like sees it pulling away and is like right right so then that leads straight into episode four where darth vader's ship is chasing hers right Mm -hmm. so in episode four he gets on her ship and then she tries to act like she's not like allied with the rebels (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't make sense she tries to cover up the fact that she's got like on the rebel side and now that they've added this in it's like no, you were clearly just in the battle. <laughs> hey, hey, maybe, you know, she's Littlefinger in season seven of Game of Thrones. She's no. just like oh, yeah, yeah. trying everything she can. <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite scene of season seven of Game of Thrones. When he, oh, he tries all the tricks in his book. It's so good. Oh. <laughs> just one to another. No shame. I have to try every trick I have. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's all he's ever done. It just didn't work this time. He got desperate. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, I've been meaning to do that. I haven't done this since Rogue One came out. To watch Rogue One and then immediately go into A New Hope and see what that feels like. Yep. Interesting. It is interesting, but it that was the one part I was like, nope, that makes sense. <laughs> that's really funny. Yep. Okay, I have two questions for you. Do it. Give me what are they? How, how do you feel about CGI Tarkin and CGI Leia? I'm fine with CGI Leia. CGI Tarkin looks like someone straight out of a video game to me. Oh my gosh, I feel the exact opposite. <laughs> no way. Yeah, and I, I, I know a lot of people agree with you. I think more people think Tarkin looks weird. But for, for whatever reason, I think Leia looks super weird and I think Tarkin looks fine. Really? Yeah, I don't know well, what it is. 
I've heard a lot of people say they don't like Leia. I okay. thought I was on the short end. But I don't know. Le- Leia looks perfectly normal to me, while huh. Tarkin looks just like... Because I've seen people that look realistic in video games, and he just looks like one of them. He lo- <laughs> there's a there's a video game that they put like a, a digital version of um, Kevin Spacey in there, and he Tarkin just looks exactly like that to me. Sure. He doesn't look real at all. He just looks like you stuck <laughs> a video game version of him in there, and that's it. That's interesting. It, it bothers me so bad. Yeah. But whatever. I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I he definitely looks like a CGI character. I don't think you would fool anybody with it, but I just thought he looked... Like for what for what it is, I thought they pulled it off pretty well, and but mm. but I don't know. But something about Leia to me just seemed weirder. <laughs> see, every time you see Tarkin, he's like by himself, and it just to me it would it would be so distracting because it would look to me like we're switching back and forth from a movie <laughs> and then a video game, yeah. movie, and then we're back into like a scene from a video game. And oh, it just man. looks so weird to me. That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, question two. Uh-huh. How do you feel about, like, the retcon of the weakness? Hmm? Oh. Uh, the Death Star's weakness. I don't know. I've, I've been iffy on it. I mean, it's fine, I guess. <laughs> I think it's silly. I think it would have been... Uh, it feels like a throwaway just to make his character seem good rather than anything else. Because I, yeah. the Death Star could have totally just had a weakness and he's the one who exposed it, which then still would have made him siding with them worth it because he tells them where it is and everything. Yeah. So he's still a good character overall. He doesn't have to create his own weakness. What, would the Death Star have just been perfect then? Undestroyable? Come on. Yeah, I mean, I, I've always thought it was a bit on the nose. I think I, think I understand that where the filmmakers were like, well, I understand their reasoning. Like, it makes sense that you would want to do that if you have the opportunity to. I get that. But it feels a little bit on the nose. And I just always think in the back of my head, how funny would it have been if he was, like, explaining it to to Jin and this, like, very moving hologram message. And then he goes, you know, it's like, it's like this small little hole. It's like the size of a womp rat. <laughs> So oh my awesome. god! <laughs> if he did that, I would have been like, "Oh, I'm sold. That's awesome." <laughs> oh my goodness! Also, it goes all the way to like the core reactor. How does everyone overlook that? I get that the hole's small on the outside, but it goes all the way down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you'd think they'd be like, "This guy is iffy," especially at like when he, you know, as, as he dies and. It, it just the circumstances are iffy. I would have been like, "Hey, check all of his stuff. Someone go in and double check all of his work." You yeah, know? but at at that point though, wouldn't it have been too late? Maybe so. Like they they've built the Death Star. Do you like just cover up that hole now? <laughs> I feel like it's a crucial part of the Death Star. This like yeah, it wasn't that he just included it. He made it crucial that the Death Star <laughs> needed it. So then you could blow it up. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Oh, it's ridiculous. Also, I still do not know where this evil empire gets all the money to build one, two, and then 
I'll count it as five total because in the last one they take a whole planet and turn it into a Death Star-like thing. Where do they get the money to do this stuff? (laughs) I don't understand. Especially the last one. It's like the remnants of the Empire somehow just has enough money to convert a whole planet? Okay. First Order's got bank. Yeah, whatever. If another Death Star shows up in the Star Wars universe, I'm out! I'm done! I'm super curious about what it's going to be. Like, if there's going to be something that takes its place, or if it's just like, no, you know what? We don't need anything like that ever again. Yeah, and it's just sure so. it's just war. Just war. Cool. We'll see. Do you remember that the plans for the Death Star are included in Episode 2? No. I know, right? In I forgot that, too. Where? But it's like, it's a throwaway when Count Dooku is escaping one of the... The Geonosians are like, here, take these plans for this ultimate weapon. Which, did they come up with it then? That's curious. Yeah, that's what I I assumed. Like, they had plans for it. It's like, it's like they, uh, I forget. It's like, there's a term for it, you know? It's like the client envisions it and then the engineers make it possible. Yeah. That's a terrible way of explaining it. Yeah, but we'll we'll go with it. There's vocabulary that's just escaping me. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember that scene, yeah. But anyways, back to Rogue One. Love it. Still great to me. Mm-hmm. Boom. I feel I feel similarly like the I feel similarly about, about Rogue One as I do Force Awakens. I think they're both great movies and they're both very fun. But I I also feel like they're both like these first steps for the spin-offs and for the new trilogy. Yeah. I'm more excited about what's to come than than these two, I guess. Wow. <laughs> I thought they're some of the best Star Wars movies we have yet. So That's true. That's also very true. <laughs> Tie praise. Yeah, maybe like like what? Like episode five, episode four, episode seven, Rogue One, episode six. Hold on. You think five and four are better than seven and Rogue One? Yeah. Mm, seven and Rogue One are at the top of my list. Oh, man. The only one that might beat it is five, but definitely not four. Four is awesome, dude. Okay. <laughs> I just want to go to Kashi Station and get some power converters. It's perfect. He's supposed to be like a little wormy. Like, look at look at whiny Luke in four and awesome <laughs> Luke in six. It's so cool that that's who he becomes. Yeah, yeah, I get it, but <laughs> I don't want to hear it. <laughs> That's all I got. Me too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> all right. Before we head into topic time, uh, we're going to do something new on the podcast, and we're going to uh, plug a show from some of our friends in the greater podcasting universe. <laughs> There's this. Uh, our, our friends have this show called Talks on Docs, which is a documentary review podcast. It's a couple of guys who each come uh, with a documentary that they've watched and they suggested to the rest of the group, and they take turns reviewing it and talking about it, and it's a really fascinating podcast. I I listened to a couple episodes, and they recommended some great uh, documentaries on, on Seinfeld and his career, another one on net neutrality, net neutrality, which is definitely interesting, and I'm probably going to check it out considering all the stuff that's going on right now. So, yeah, it's called Talks on Docs, and their link will be in the description if you want to check them out for another great podcast you can listen to. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Topic time? Topic time. Today we're talking about 
the movies of 2017. We're doing it a couple weeks early, but it's fine. Just move past it. Because <laughs> we're doing it. We're doing it now. <laughs> we're doing it live. <laughs> we got other topics to talk about in the next couple weeks, so we're doing it a bit early. <laughs> doing it a bit early. <laughs> we're ahead of the curve. Everyone's going to yeah. be talking about movies of 2017 at the end of 2017. We're going to do it right before then. Right before all of them. Boom. Except for they'll be able to talk about Star Wars and we won't. It's true. That's true. Okay. Sneak Attack. What was your favorite movie of 2017? Oh my goodness. I don't know. That's a tough one. And I only say that because I didn't really exceedingly enjoy one. Really any of them. Interesting. None of them are stand out. Like... Good ones were the Marvel ones, obviously. Boom. And Wonder Woman was good. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really it as far as good. <laughs> Baby Driver was good. Uh-huh. But really, all the other ones I didn't think were, like, fantastic or anything. Mm-hmm. Which is weird because usually it's not the Marvel movies and Star Wars that I think are the best of the year. Yeah. Because they're all the same, but whatever. <laughs> But I don't know. This year, I just, I don't know. Didn't really get into all the movies. I might say Baby Driver. I'm going to say Baby Driver. That's okay. what I'm going to stick with. What's okay. yours? Okay. I would say I have a tie between Dunkirk and The Big Sick. See, that's another thing. I just didn't watch ma- very many movies this year. <laughs> I haven't seen either of those. Oh, no way. I thought you saw Dunkirk. Nope. Dude, you got to watch Dunkirk. And also The Big Sick. They're both great. Yeah. Dude. They're both great. Like, I'm looking at this list right now, and <laughs> I haven't seen Justice League, haven't seen Dunkirk, haven't saw seen it, Coco, saw haven't saw seen it. it, haven't seen Get Out, saw it. haven't seen War for the Planet of the Apes, haven't seen The Big Sick, haven't seen Call Me By Your Name, Alien Covenant. Yeah, I have a list of movies I haven't seen it either. The rest of this list I haven't seen. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's usually like well into 2018 that I've seen most of the movies I need to see for 2017, but... I don't know. There were a couple that I just really wanted to check out as they were coming out, like the ones I listed. Like, Get Out is also great. That's probably, like, my third. But Big Sick and Dunkirk, I really, really enjoyed. Although, having this conversation about Rogue One made me wonder if I would feel the same about Dunkirk if I watched it again. (laughs) You know, it's a war movie. You just really hate war movies. (laughs) But, no, Dunkirk, like, like blew me away. And at the end, I, you know, it had me in tears. Same with Coco, though. Coco, like... I, I didn't cry harder at a movie than I did for Coco. Really? This year. Coco was... <laughs> oh, this year? Okay. Fantastic. Like, go watch Coco. Go wa- I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if Coco is my number one this year, but it, it probably is close. I don't know why I didn't say it earlier, but Coco is amazing. Like, even if it wasn't my first, I would say go watch Coco before you watch any other thing. Number one recommendation. You go, Glenn Coco. So good, man. <laughs> So good. I'll even say this. Well, predictable. It doesn't doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, no way. Doesn't matter. Like like 20 25 minutes in the movie I whispered to Molly what's going to happen. I was right, but I was still in tears by the end of it. It's <laughs> freaking moving. It's beautiful. Way to ruin it for Molly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she has to live with that. So. <laughs> She really carries that burden. It's now. just it's just something she's gotten accustomed to. <laughs> Goodness. Oh man. Yeah. Uh, but also, 
Yeah, great movie, great year for comic book movies for sure. I liked all of them were really good, including Lego Batman movie, which counts. It's so good. So funny. That was this year. Yeah, it was this year. That was early this year. It was like February oh or something. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. So well, good. that was a good one. And Justice League. I saw Justice League. Yeah. And here's the thing. So you know this, and I'm sure some diehard podcast listeners know this. I'm not. A, I'm not a big fan of the DC universe. Um, I didn't like Man of Steel. Didn't like BVS. Didn't like Suicide Squad. I thought Wonder Woman was okay. And saw Justice League. And Justice League is a really fun movie. Oh wow! It really I'm is. It's right now. it's not very good. Yeah. But it's really fun. It's cool to see those characters together. The only thing that bothered me throughout the movie was that it doesn't fit into its own universe. Yeah. It like doesn't make sense within the context that they've built. It's like if this was the first movie, it'd be like, oh, cool. <laughs> Let's do this. <laughs> and so it's kind of exciting to see where they'll, where they'll go from here because it's, it's, a, it's, like, a, it's, it's a nice sort of point that they've reached finally. Like, like maybe probably start over with Flashpoint? Sure. Think? Sure. That'd be fine. <laughs> well, maybe I'll check it out then on your recommendation because I wasn't planning on it. Yeah, I mean, you could, if you get a movie pass, go for it. Otherwise, maybe wait <laughs> until, you know, it comes out on Redbox or something. Yeah. Uh, I feel like there's some movies I still haven't mentioned, like Blade Runner was awesome. Yeah. I said Get Out was awesome. Yeah. And then, all I mean, all the Marvel movies by name, Spider-Man, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, all great. All great. I think all great, like... I think all three of them really good, like, A minuses. Yeah? Yeah. Have you seen any, like, indie movies? Mm, I'm look, Honestly, I'm looking at my favorites list on Letterboxd. So there's probably movies I did see that didn't make it to the favorites list. Mm. Like Logan. <laughs> Shoot, Logan's a comic movie from this year, and it didn't make my favorites list. Yeah. 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 See, I think this was just a huge year for blockbusters. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true of every year, but I usually there's a few standout like ni- niche, niche, whatever <laughs> movies. Yeah, but I don't really feel like there were this year. Mm-hmm. That's kind of disappointing. Lots of like pretty good movies. Yeah, not a ton that were outstanding so far. I mean, again, there's a long list I'll read at the end of movies I need to see that I feel like could be outstanding because that always happens too. Like once. Once everybody has like the Oscar buzz movies and you realize there's a ton you didn't see because they were limited releases or or stuff like that. So I'm sure that's going to happen again. But like movies that I thought were a little underwhelming, like good but not great, like John Wick 2 came out this year Mm. and the new Fast and the Furious movie is fun as always. But, you know, it is what it is. It didn't really change. (laughs) See, I haven't even seen the new Fast and the Furious movie. That's how behind I am. Come on. It's such a fun time at the movies. And I did see Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. That's though. right. You did. And you saw that King Arthur movie. Was that this year? Yeah. Oh, King Arthur's so good. I changed my <laughs> mind what I said about favorite. Oh it's God. King Arthur for sure. <laughs> I haven't seen it. I'm probably not going to see it. Oh, just watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. I'll watch it with you at some point. Thank you. <laughs> you definitely won't enjoy it as much as Alex and I, but you will oh, definitely... Think it's fun. No, I won't say definitely, but it's a fun movie. It's fun. <laughs> fun movie that wasn't good. The House. What's that? <laughs> Amy Poehler, Will Ferrell, Jason Panzukas. They open up a casino in their house to pay for their daughter's uh, college. Oh, okay. <laughs> so funny, man. 
Brilliant. It's so funny. It's it's Brilliant. not very good, but it's really funny. No. There's a great sequence. I'm, I just got to send you this clip. I'll send you this clip later. Well, where Nick Kroll is chasing them through, like, the police station, and they play, like, the Terminator score. It's the best. <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> I feel like our conversation about this year's movie is very similar to last year's conversation about 2016 movies. But then, it's like I said, in January and February of next year, we're going to go back and watch ones we missed. And I'm sure there will be like standouts that deserve to be on this list. Yeah, that's true. I just wish there were there was an abundance of movies that weren't comic book or Star Wars movies <laughs> that I really enjoyed. Yeah. There just aren't. It's, it's just that the, the wide release ones... That's what they are. They're the big blockbuster ones. Where like last year, I remember I didn't see La La Land or Manchester by. The, I might have seen Manchester by the Sea, but like La La Land and Hunt for the Wilder People, I saw those both in 2017 this year, and those were two of my favorites of 2016. No, both so good. But even out of the blockbusters, for me, not just like indie, sure, barely heard of. Even other blockbusters just didn't really do it for me this year. Yeah, and that's just kind of. Kind of sad. Kind of depressing. <laughs> yeah. I like it when there's a random movie out of nowhere that didn't have any sort of prequel, sequel kind of backing or anything else. It just like comes like just boop, good. <laughs> like uh, The Nice Guys. Yeah. From 2016. What a delight. That movie's great. Or Arrival. Come on. Uh, Come uh, on. Uh, no sequel, no prequel, just awesome. Uh, Sci-fi epic. <laughs> I'll never watch that movie again. Unless it's for the podcast, because that would be entertaining. <laughs> we should have done it for Blade Runner if there wasn't a Blade Runner to watch, because same director. Oh, yeah. We'll just wait for his next thing, and then we'll do Arrival. It'll be great. Yeah. I'm really hoping we flip. Wait, what? I'm hoping we flip, and I hate it, oh. and you love it. That would be so cool, but it's so not going to happen. You never know. I do know. There's no way. <laughs> okay, real quick. I want to read off a list of movies I haven't seen yet so that people don't think that I saw it and that I'm dumb. Right? <laughs> haven't seen Lady Bird. Gotta see it. Obviously, we haven't seen Star Wars yet. Or Jumanji. Because those haven't come out yet at the time of this recording. But I haven't seen The Disaster Artist yet. Haven't seen Three Billboards. Or Downsizing. I don't think Downsizing's out yet, though. Um, I missed Ingrid Goes West, which a lot of people said was really good. I missed Battle of the Sexes, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, which I heard was okay, but I still really want to see it, and The Shape of Water, which also might not be out yet. I don't think that's out yet. Yeah, but want to see it. Got to see so many movies. Got to get that movie pass. Well, I didn't see the majority of movies this year, so if you really loved a movie and I didn't, they didn't make my list, <laughs> just assume I didn't see it, because I probably didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Busy times. Mm-hmm. Well... Here's to hopefully uh, next year of great movies coming out. I mean, if all of them suck, all of them, if they're all terrible, but Infinity War is amazing, I'll be happy. <laughs> I'm willing to make that sacrifice. Han Solo yeah. sucks. All the other Marvel movies suck, but Infinity War is amazing. Sold. Well, wait, wait. <laughs> what if Han Solo is amazing, but Infinity Wars is just the worst Marvel movie we've had yet? I don't know if I would be angry if i could be angrier than that scenario <laughs> like that would be that'd nothing be would so make you angry. angrier like i don't care about the han solo movie 
don't. And I've only cared about the the Infinity War for the last 10 years. <laughs> I know. They've been building up to it for 10 years, and I think it would be amazing if it was terrible. It's possible. Like, it really is possible to not be able to pull off something like this. I know. My biggest fear is <sighs> the runtime, for sure, and just how, like... How do you fit this many characters and I don't know. dig up what you've been trying to build for 10 years in one movie? I don't know. I don't either. I'm so excited, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the day I can buy those tickets. Yeah. I don't want to watch any more trailers surrounding it. Yeah, no, I me neither. Done. The teaser, done. I've seen the teaser like done. 20 times, but that's it. <laughs> You probably know the whole, everything that happens in the movie at this point. <laughs> I have had plenty of time to deconstruct a lot of theories. and uh, Wow. It's fun. Using that deconstruction <laughs> analysis. Deconstructive criticism. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I'm just hoping next year we get some <laughs> great, great movies. I'm sure we will. Is that it? That's the show. Boom. Boom. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Really appreciate it. Uh, go back and check out the Star Wars episode. Go check out Talks on Docs uh, and all that good stuff. Next week, we are talking about Jumanji finally. So dust <laughs> off that VHS, watch that Robin Williams classic, and tune in next week for Jumanji. That's going to be a fun one. And yeah, if you want to keep supporting the show, write us an iTunes review. That would be awesome. What do you think of the show? Tell us in review form. That'd be much appreciated. And if you want to tweet at us or comment on YouTube, do that because we'll read it off on the air so that'd be fun too yeah and boom there's there 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 it is that's this week's episode we'll see you guys next week see y'all